again we're here with the front side crew we've got across from me a yellow shirted jorgen lagerspotter lagerspotter yes thank you for welcoming me along good of you to join us today it's good to be here <laughs> wow you're getting you're getting better at that accent what accent oh never mind jorgen you guys are the ones with the accent here yeah you have to have a swedish accent you're, mm-hmm. jor- you're jargon Jargon. Jargon. I don't even know. All Who right. else is here, Rodney? Uh, uh, you know, aside from you, it's hard to find anyone else. <laughs> yes. Your personality's so big. It's radiant. But, yeah. but moving. <laughs> I feel like I'm the best person here, for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing we don't rely on feelings, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, moving right along, we got... <laughs> We got Mr. Jacob Miller. Hello. Mr. Technology himself. Yes. The one we couldn't uh, actually process any of this stuff without. Literally process. No problem. I can't do any accents anyways. So. Oh, okay. Well, it worked out. Wait, give us your best shot, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a hard no. <laughs> and to my left, we have the provocateur of conversation. Oh, in provocateur. The yes, yes. We have Mr. Dr. Ron B. Smith Jr. Wow. himself. He's looking debonair today. Oh, yes. I love fun words like that. Provocateur. I love yeah. I love that. I love that. Welcome. Welcome to Front Sight. Hey, guys. Um, hopefully, you're having a good day. Um, no matter what time of day or where um, this episode finds you, you know we're praying for you. We love on you. We're doing this by design, by mm-hmm. intention, through prayer. And we are all, our prayer is always, Lord, whenever, whomever, wherever they're listening, let it be the words that need to be said. I am excited and continually very passionate um, about what we're talking about, how to be a father warrior. Mm. Man, that fits front sight to a T. Yes. Right? So fighting for our sons and daughters. Uh, this is probably the second time on the topic of lost boys. So this is almost like lost boys part two. Yeah. Mm. Like I said, I really just, uh, I was surrounded myself with, I think, 10 or 11 books on that topic, and I just did a deep dive um, in that. And so I'm s- sort of sharing, not necessarily from one source, but multiple sources, some things we know. Um, you can find this, you can just sort of Google it. There's so many articles that are out there on this, but not every article um, is obviously Christian. But here's what I found. Hmm. I found that, ma- that the majority of information that is out there, it's diagnosed like we have okay. an issue yeah. with our boys. Yeah. Now, hopefully, I'm going to say this a number of times. We're not just talking when you, when we think boys. We're not just we're not just talking like um, young sons only. Like we're not just talking like elementary. We're not middle school or high school. We're, we're now even we're talking like you know young men that are in their early twenties, eighteen. We're 19, talking about 20. the uncle that's living in the basement. Oh. Yeah. Maybe so. Do you <laughs> I'm have about that? you, Rodney? <laughs> <laughs> He's still living in my basement. Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. But no, I want to make sure that, like, for some of our um, young men that are listening, yeah, um, right. don't tune out because there are there are many levels of this that still um, are affecting your your guys. So we're wanting to reach all of you as well. And yes, uh, we are targeting dads who do have young sons. But if you're right now, like, you know, high school or you've graduated, you're in college, 
and you're a young um, adult male, um, some of this has to relate to you. So, sort of the, the importance of, number one, a dad. But as we discussed last time, the, the importance of having a mentor, a male mentor, Yeah, we recognize that is where we have to start. But my whole point in all this conversation was um, most of these articles that I'm reading diagnose it, mm. but they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, mm. And he, if they do, it's very shallow. Yeah. And it's certainly not been biblical. Yeah. Okay. Like great resources that are out there that I'm reading. Like yeah. it's phenomenal. But they don't they don't know where to go with it. Yeah. Okay. So here's what I want to do. Here's what I hope we come out of this um this episode with right here. Fa- okay. Father Warrior, how to fight for sons and daughters. I want to show you the, the 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 qualities of manhood that's described in the Bible. We're gonna to get to that at the end. Um and, and what to do, what to aim at. So if we're telling you to raise godly young men, if we're telling you biblical manhood is important. Do you even know a definition or a description or sort of a blueprint yeah. for manhood? Like, how can you tell somebody what manhood is? Exactly. Like, yeah. If somebody said, hey, does the Bible talk about manhood? Is it biblical manhood? Definitely can, not. You know? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Jacob, edit that part out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's take that part oh, out. My takes. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, could, could you, dads, could you right now give a definition of that if somebody asked you, like if you're one-on-one coffee, hey, man, you ever thought about biblical manhood? What is the, is there a definition for that? Or if you're trying to talk to your sons, could you describe what that looks like? So if we don't know what we're aiming at, obviously we're never going to hit it. But I want to build up to the point to that, why dads matter. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to go over some of this stuff. It's heavy. It's important statistical data yeah. that we know um, uh, how important dads are. So I'm going to list 15 things. Yeah, 15, and there could be more. But here, dad, you matter. And if you didn't think, if you thought it was all about mom while you're off at, at work, absolutely not. Like you, you play a huge role. Here's, here's one of them, school achievement. Uh, basically, a study of boys in similar backgrounds revealed that by third grade, the boys whose fathers pr- were present scored higher on every achievement test and received wow. higher grades. Wow! Every single one. Every single one. That's insane. So, Dad, you, you are you are so important. Now that that's causing me, I'm going to put together um, an episode on the homeschooling dad, the public schooling dad, like dad is educator, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what does that mean? Okay, here's number here's number two. Close to it, the three R's. The more involved dad is, the greater a boy's increase in verbal intelligence, and the better both boys and girls' math and quantitative abilities are. Mm. Mm. Okay, interesting. Dad, you matter. Number three, school dropouts. Yeah. The more years children spend with no or minimal father involvement, the fewer years of school they complete. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Think about yeah, that's that. True. Single parent. Kids, particularly single parent kids that come from single mother homes, are two times more likely to drop out of high school. Wow. Mm. Two times more two likely. Times. That's a phenomenal number. Think about dad, you matter. You matter in education. You matter in dropout, not just not just being better at school, but yeah. staying in school. Yeah. Period. Like even if you have a child that's struggling in some areas like math, like I struggle seriously at math, you know? Yeah. Like even if your child struggles in some area of academics, other mentors, tutors are gonna be able to come around. So we're not just talking about like 
graduating. I mean, uh, we're not talking about like a valedictorian. We're talking about graduating, like completing school. Yeah. Dad deprived children are also more likely to skip school or to be kicked out. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Employment. While boys from two parent homes are more likely than their sisters to be employed as young adults, boys who are dad deprived are more likely than their sisters to be unemployed. Mm. And we know that. I listed that last time. Uh, females right now are outpacing males in the, in the labor force. Uh, females are outpacing males um, in, in completing colleges and education, getting their degrees. Like they're outpacing uh, the boys. It's determination. It's a lot yeah. of it's determination, right? But it's the dad being there. Number five, suicide. Mm. Wow. Living in a home without a dad is more likely that a, that a son will commit will, will, uh, suicide among children and teenagers is higher than any other. Wow. Among boys. Yeah. Twice as likely to have an emotional or d- behavioral disorders. Twice what? as likely. Yeah. And that's what? just, I mean, like with suicide, that's just the amount of people who like do it. gone yeah. gone through with it. Yeah. Exactly. But the amount of people who Attempted. struggle with the, mm. the mental and the, 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 the physical desire to is just insane, especially with with the those fatherless households. Yes, exactly. I one writer I, I don't remember who, one writer summed it up like this in a very like uh, you know, succinct statement. They said women cry, men die. Mm. Wow. Meaning to some extent women at least process their emotions yeah. and let them know but we're we're not teaching our boys um how to process emotions. Let me just say this. Being a dad doesn't mean being the strongest man in the room. Mm. Yeah. Being a dad means teaching your kids to be strong and resilient and be able to withstand almost anything that comes their way. Yeah. yeah. You don't, like, I've seen some men that, and Rhonda, you would know this from military and just corporate America, and you and I, you know, in the life that we've lived, you've seen some men that you look at them and you're like, they're not that strong. Mm. Like, physically, you would size them up, you know what I mean, and say, but when the more you learn about them, you're like, oh, that guy's actually pretty, like, mentally strong, like... I looked at him and didn't think he had like muscles. Like he, he looked like a weak man, but yeah. down deep inside, he was strong. He was resolute. He was determined. Yeah. Well, being a dad doesn't mean you're the strongest man in the room physically. Yeah. It means that you're teaching your children how to withstand mm. and be strong in life. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I had to being throw that. Being a dad out. is, I mean, also like you're teaching how to handle your emotions by example. Exactly. Like kids, like especially boys, don't know, think it's unmanly to process emotions. Right. And that's what the world is telling them. But, like that's where that's where all this depression, suicide, anxiety comes from is the just not knowing what to do. Right. And as a dad, you are being that example. Absolutely. Yeah. You're you're not trying to be stronger than everybody else. You're strong. You're teaching your child, and unfortunately, these days it's a lot more than just your kid. If you're mm. if you're a young man, you might be discipling other kids in the youth group who don't have a, a father. You yeah. might you know you might have. Uh, a nephew or somebody that you oh. have under your stead, but you're teaching somebody to be stronger than the problems and obstacles and fears and yes. issues that they have. Wow. Yes, mm-hmm. that's yeah. it. That's what you're. It's not to be not to be so strong. They're they're you know uh, immovable. They've got to be stronger than what they're facing. Right. Mm. Exactly. Well. Well said. All right. Here's another. I think it's number six. Drugs. Mm. Father involvement is at least five times more important, right, in preventing drug use. Mm. Think about that. Like, We're talking about the illegal drugs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We're not talking about Advil. Yeah. All right. 
Just to clarify. <laughs> just in case you were wondering, guys. Just for Jordan to clarify. You know, I know some of you guys were probably a little confused. Like, I, mean, I used Advil this morning. So. Wow. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jordan. Yes. No, no, but, yeah. but for real, yeah. Yes. No, <laughs> yeah. drugs. Like, the dad's role in that is is a strong determining factor um, in, in how involved they are in that. So the, here's another. Homelessness. Man, this is huge. Mm-hmm. Around 90% of runaway and homeless are from fatherless homes. Oh my gosh. 90%. That is crazy. That's wow. That's ridiculous. We have a we have a crisis. Yeah. of we're losing our boys. Number 8, how about bullying? The American Psychological Association said that for a review of 153 studies that the father's absence predicts the profile of the bully and the bullied. Like poor self-esteem, mm. poor grades, poor social skills. Yeah, because almost like to what we said, what Rodney said, a dad, the, the presence of a dad is teaching them how to be strong with whatever's facing them. So without mm. a dad, it sows like insecurity. It's yes, mm. and makes them unfortunately sort of not a victim but a target. You know, and I mean that's that just makes sense based off of the biblical understanding of what a man is—the right. security. Yeah. Right, you know, that's sure. just one of the like basic. Biblical manhood that is described all over the Bible is, is just to provide security for your family. Absolutely. Absol- exactly. And exactly. so, like, without that, what do you think is going to happen? They're not going to feel secure. They're not going to know how to handle those situations. They've mm. not been given that. Mm-hmm. 100%. And just to highlight something here, this is these are not father-deprived boys. These are father-deprived children. Yes. Yeah. We're talking mm-hmm. about. Yes. So, yes. This is this is little girls. This is it's daughters a, too. Is yeah. little girl. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you said that. Even though, yes, we're focusing on on boys with a lot of information. Uh, the title, but obviously, me being a dad of um, three daughters, sometimes we make the mistake and we 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 do it right. We're like daddy's little girls and mama's little boys, and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. But meaning, like the dad can only sort of be affectionate, if you know what I'm trying to say. Or we can only like, oh, you've got girls, you really got to be in touch with being a dad. That was sort of what was conveyed to me. Versus just like with having boys, ah, you know, let them climb a tree and fall out. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. But we make the mistake, and and one, we don't think you know, dads do need to be that for their daughters. I mean, yeah, it was to your point, Rodney, but. You caused me to think about that, that sometimes being a dad of daughters, we don't think that, well, I'm the right candidate for that. That's what mom's supposed to do. No, yeah. no, no. Dads provide this for their daughters as well for sure. um, as their sons. Here's number nine, victimization. Children between 10 and 17 living with their biological dad were more likely, without their biological dad, to, to um, experience major violence, sexual assault, and domestic violence. Mm. Wow. To like have that done to them or to Commit do it, it to other people? Commit it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 60% of rapists are fatherless children. Yes. Wow. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. And did you know um, Darwin hated his dad, by the way? What? Oh, yeah. He hated his dad. He had a horrible relationship with his dad. He tells you that a lot of what his run running away and his fantasies, if you will, of of these these beliefs that he had, he had a horrible relationship with his dad. What got him into birds? <laughs> You ever meet someone that's into birds, you know? <laughs> they probably, wow. They probably have a bad relationship with their dad. <laughs> so for all, of our ornitho- for all of our ornithologists out there that are listening, we apologize. No, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm sorry to anyone who likes birds. I, <laughs> those sandhill cranes are not my friend. <laughs> Alabama chickens. All right, number 10. <laughs> no. All right, here we go. Violent crime 
Yeah. Mm. Well, like we know that violent crime increases um, in homes where there is no father. They don't know what to do. Rape among rapists who are specifically assessed as raping, um, they eighty percent eighty percent came from father absent homes. Wow. Wow. Think about this: poverty and mobility. <clears throat> Children who were born poor and raised were raised by both you know married parents had an eighty percent chance of moving to middle class or above. Conversely, children who were born in the middle class and raised without a married dad were almost four times as likely to end up in considerably poor um, areas. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I've seen a stat that says they're fifty percent more likely to experience poverty as an adult. Mm. Oh, oh, wow! That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So not just in this case where it's like the kiddos struggle because of the right. dad, but when they grow up, it, it perpetuates. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's creating like the the generational. Oh yeah, and what what it, that's a good point because one writer said where there's absentee fathers, the government steps in. If you know what I mean, like yeah. because they're now dependent you, you, upon something. Every if 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 a family, if a mother and father are training their children on how to get by with a you know either achieving and or acquiring the very least of things, uh, that's what they're going to do. Wow, so, so true. Well said. If all I ever learn how to do is just to get by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably what I'm going to do. Right. Wow. Wow. Not that you know uh, the the acquisition of material wealth is the primary objective of anybody if you're if you're no, right. dealing with biblical manhood but uh living in poverty certainly is not a yeah. A, a biblical directive. Right. No, exactly. The Bible speaks just as much on poor being poverty, being poor as it does if not more than being wealthy. Yeah. The Bible actually speaks that you know that's it's actually more negative to be um, to live the poverty lifestyle and poverty mindset than it is to live that wealthy. It's amazing when you study the the word poor in the Bible how often it comes up and in what context. Here's another one: hypertension. We know that hypertension in, mm. increases. Mm. You know, blood pressure goes up. Kids just don't know what to do with it. But when dads are present, that one study said even that among black males, hypertension is reduced um, when um, dads are significantly involved. Mm. Yes. Think about that. Here's another one. Trust. The more contact children have with their dads, the more likely they make uh, you know, open, receptive, and trusting contact with new people in their own wow. lives. Wow. Yeah. Those relationships that are important for development, that I like that are important for the middle school boys especially. Yeah. And I see that they if they don't make those relationships, they're missing out on so much. Aren't they? Yeah. 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 Like when they have a dad, like for me, I know, I know others in the room as well. Like I had a great relationship. My dad had a great relationship with both my granddads, mm. and each one of them taught me like different things. Mm-hmm. And this is proving that, like where where there is, where's that where's that contact with that dad in the home? Um, you're open and receptive and trusting with new people in your life. Wow, I don't think I ever really made this connection, but like when I look at the boys that I, that you know, like I'm teaching and stuff, the ones who are like more who are who more easily able to make friends like who are who mm. are just more trusting of other guys and just more ready to be able to have mm-hmm. friendships don't struggle as much with like solving problems they just mm-hmm. like wow they they just like are more on it they're more mature they're more yeah you know what i'm saying oh i do know what you're saying you know yeah. so yeah. it's just like it's that just affects your development so much oh yeah that was one of the points in an episode in um encourage radio that rain and i talked about and rain was oh, the one yeah. that mentioned it 
where she talked about how um, with lack of discipline and lack of boundaries, we're not teaching our children to problem solve, mm-hmm. and we're not teaching them to in, you know engage situations or others. Mm-hmm. So like determination is out the window, trust is out the window, confidence, yeah. all of that. Here's number 15, and we're going to get on to the main uh, reason. Empathy. Mm-hmm. Think about this. A fatherless home, right? A fatherless home raises boys that lack empathy. The amount of time a father spends with a child is one of the strongest predictors mm-hmm. of the child's ability to empathize in adulthood. Wow. You wouldn't think that right off the top. That's it's contrary to I would I would say probably popular belief. Yes. I wish we were on video because this, when Rodney was saying that, I was like, exactly. I mean, I was pointing at him, you know, real strong, like, exactly. When you think of what does it mean to be a father warrior, yeah. yeah, probably one of the last characteristics you would want in your arsenal, you'd say, I need my son to be empathetic, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> As a father I warrior. Want th- I want my son to be empathetic, yes. Right, right. No, right. but for real, yeah, the, the warrior side is just like the hard, yes. you know, calloused, I, I I work with my hands yes. kind of guy. Yes, But like the ability to empathize is just just as important. Absolutely. Well, but that it makes also, you... It also, it also plays right to the violent crime. I mean, if oh. 72% of all child murderers are come from fatherless homes... They clearly don't have empathy. There we 100%. go. 100%. Yeah. I was also going to say, like, wrapping all this up, you said the amount of time the father spends. What is, like, the definition that you would mm-hmm. say a fatherless home is? Like, oh, that's a great idea. I mean, that's a great question. because yeah, that's a good point. You can have We've, a father and yeah. still oh, have a fatherless home. Correct. Like, wow. what does that mean? Yes. I see that with a lot of the middle school boys, too. No, that's a really good question. And so, I mean, that's what hopefully that's what we try to answer in all the... Well, not all of them, but the, that's one of the reasons why Front Sight exists, right? Yeah. That, I mean, we're ready on the right, ready on the left, all ready on the fire line. We want to give you something to aim at. One is, like, aim your life. Yeah. You know, you yeah. be ready on the right, you right. know, and ready on the left, and so you're uh, focused and all that. But, yeah, so that's a great question. So if you're trying to um, be a father— mm. And you're, you're, these are statistics are resonating with you. You're like, well, what, what does that mean? What mm-hmm. do I do with that? Like, how much time do I spend with them? How do I teach trust? How do I, you know, bring the hypertension down? I have I a get busy it. schedule. I can't, I can't be around that much. Exactly. So, all right. So, what is the idea of biblical manhood? So, early on, the very first podcast, in the first three, we said that a biblical uh, manhood has gone underground, mm-hmm. and I believe that most men want to be godly and biblical, but maybe they just don't know how. Yeah. And now we're asking you, we're, we're, we're diagnosing a situation we have, a problem with boys, we're, we're losing a generation, so grow them up to be godly men. You might be asking, well, what does godly biblical man look like? Does the Bible even provide a definition or characteristics? Yeah. In other words, if you don't know what you're aiming at, as I said earlier, you won't know when you've hit it, okay? So the Bible does provide, quote unquote, a definition, but it provides for for you and I clear verses, principles, and characteristics mm-hmm. of biblical manhood. Let me just list them, and then we're going to talk about these. Number one, humility before God. Yeah. All right, would, again, would you start out with, be a father warrior, number one, humility. Be humble. <laughs> First thing you got to do to be a, a good dad is think about yourself less. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, specifically when you're thinking about being a warrior, yeah. Yeah. You, you probably wouldn't have in that definition, that arsenal, um, humility. Yeah. But one of the greatest things I can remember about my dad was watching him 
quote unquote be abused by subcontractors. Mm. Like talked down to, talked, mm. you know, trash talked at him, not pay him for, you know, what pay him what they, you know, they contracted to be paid. Like I would just see him just get kicked around, if you know what I mean. And I'm sitting in the, I'm honestly, I'm sitting in the truck and I'm like, dad, let him have it. You know, yeah. I'm like, I know how strong you are. Like, yeah. p- punches lights out. You know, I'm saying yeah. that as a kid, like, why are you putting up with that? And I would literally watch my dad get back in the truck and he was just like, you know what? We're just going to see what the Lord does with that. I'm like, what the mess? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. But yeah. he, he modeled that so many times. And I thought, man, dad, don't be walked over like that. But my dad modeled humility. He was like, you know, God is in control of this. God, God's going to take care of this. So your son hearing that, that's your stance. Mm-hmm. That yes, son. Sometimes we do have to take care of ourselves. Sometimes we have to fight. But a lot of times we have to realize the battle's not mine. The battle is the Lord's. Mm. And when yeah. I wake up, the first thing I do to be a, an honorable man and a biblical man is I submit to God. Yeah. Mm. That's what we mean. Yeah. Uh, we're going through that right now. Like literally, I just mm. had that this morning. Is the when Jesus says turn the other cheek? That's not a mm. physical scrapping, right? Uh, direction. This it's directly related to insult, right? And usually people fight because they're insulted much more often than because mm. they're they're physically maligned or you know something. And it's ironic, you know, because you're having the conversation. Like it, it's a lot. It takes a lot more discipline, yes, to walk away or turn the other cheek, oh, man. and let the person go. But it's so much more effective, yes. And but. When if your kids see you fly off at the handle every time that your yeah authority is questioned, your 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 you know yes that's whatever it, it is. I mean, they're literally all they're doing is just so you have to be so careful. I mean, yes. they're watching and listening at twenty four seven. Yes, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Can't open up Pandora's box because it's a lot harder to untrain. No, and that goes back to do. like just basics of parenting. You know, when when you get to the point when your child's like seven to twelve, is usually when you get to that stage where they're they're they want to see things modeled, mm-hmm. and that's when you find yourself as a parent making this statement: "Do as I say, not as I do." Mm. And Which is going, why. Ray Bailey's yeah. Ben model with Waterstone Academy is so focused on yes. on parent partnered. Mm. They've yes. got to see their parents act these yeah. things out. Yes, it's exactly right. That education is the education. Yeah. 100%. Here's another one. So what is the biblical idea of manhood? What are we aiming at? Well, we're aiming at humility before God, number one. Number two, control of his appetites. Mm. You got to teach your, your, I mean, look at Samson. Look at David. Look at Paul. Look at look at all all the men in the Bible in the areas they had to sort of control their appetite. So obviously yeah. we know Samson, you know, morally flawed. We know David, great leader, you know, made moral mistakes. But what about Paul? Paul's desire to to expand the gospel into Colosseum type crusades and like he was he was ahead of God, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. come on, God, do this. But even he had to surrender to being shipwrecked, to being mm-hmm. beaten, and to being you know put mm-hmm. in under house arrest. Yeah. Um, yeah for two at some years. point, you're just wondering if he's like. How is this? How is this? How is being in a jail better than talking to thirty thousand people? Yes, I would be saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like. You know, not to coin the phrase, but it's like, come on, man. I know. (laughs) I know. Seriously. But when you, it's interesting not to get too off topic, but it's interesting. Like Paul specifically, when you um, study historian study, like how many soldiers he was in contact with while he was chained in prison and how often those guards were rotated into the yeah. parts of the world oh, yeah, where they yeah. went. 
like who knows the the potential gospel influence that was carried around right. the world yeah. for that that That'd may be not have happened. Like multi level oh. marketing schematic. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, like, this guy tells eight this guys who tells eight guys. Paul like, was the ultimate MLM. Yeah, yeah. He started Amway. Yeah, but you got to teach your son to control his appetites. Number three, protect your family. Yeah. So, what does biblical manhood look like? Humility before God, one who controls her appetites. The Bible says one who is given to protect his family. So, these are things that you and I must enhance. Number four, provide for his family. Mm. Can, can I just throw something oh, yeah, in on ahead. protecting? Yes, please. That's not just being there when the outsider comes banging on the front door. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's protecting your little eyes and ears at home from the garbage that people are intentionally trying to infuse yeah, into correct. their lifestyles, being alert, being ready. Absolutely. Protecting it's, them emotionally, yes. spiritually. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I think, as a matter of fact, I'm writing it now, but I, um, that episode is coming out. Well, that'll be one of the episodes um, that comes out that talks about, uh, you know, watch what they consume, you mm-hmm. know, watch what they eat. So absolutely, that's yeah. Protection is just is is more than ADT um, and a firearm in the Second Amendment. You know, no, absolutely, uh, protecting your child is all what Rodney and Jacob just mentioned. Here's number five: providing for your. I mean, number four: providing for your family. Mm. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna repeat them. So you, if you're just depend on where you are. So what is biblical manhood? What are you aiming at? So when we tell you we're losing boys, uh, what what is your goal? You're trying to raise boys that are humble before God, that know how to control their appetites. They're not like a Samson and Delilah. That they are protecting their family, as we just said, emotionally, spiritually, physically, all those areas. And they know how to provide for their family. So the idea of industry, which goes back to the idea of empathy oh, that we listed. Like, you are now responsible for this. It doesn't mean dad is is always the main breadwinner. Maybe you and your wife are earning the same income. Maybe for a season she earns more. It just means you're going to do what it takes to make sure your family's taken care of. Like, you're the one. Right, that 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 carries that mantle and You're sets kind the of pace. doing the sacrificing. Yeah, and then number five, the Bible does mention um, how to lead his family. We are obviously called to be spiritual leaders. Yeah, and so forth. Now, let me just say a word to that. Um, that doesn't mean you know more of the Bible than your wife. That does that doesn't mean you know how to pray better than your wife. Now, don't use that as an excuse to not study the Bible or to not pray. Mm-hmm. But often in so many areas, like I, I can put ten sermons together um, faster than I can like work through certain Bible studies. Whereas yeah. Raina is committed to certain Bible studies and, and committed to prayer. I can pray for four or five minutes. Raina can pray for 35, 45 minutes. Yeah. But we balance each other out in that. So whereas my prayers may be certain and targeted in certain words, and Raina's are are you know more global and empathetic and understanding, and 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 I, and I get it. It's, it's not, am, am I as good as my wife or am I better than my wife? That's not what the Bible says. It's having a heart and a desire that is submitted to God to basically say, use me as the head of the house. Yeah. Mm. So many guys say, well, I want to be the spiritual leader, but I just don't know the Bible. Stop. Stop. Yeah. You know, come on. You can change those habits, okay? But just to clarify that. So what are we aiming at? Humility before God, control your appetite, protect your family, provide for your family, and lead his family. Yeah. Almost everybody else writes this. It's raising boys that understand how to be, how to live a righteous life, how to live a godly life, a life of faith, a life of love. And I love this one. This one's most often mentioned. Boys, men that are steadfast and immovable. Mm. Yeah. Think about that in light of today's culture. How easy we're swayed by someone's opinion. Oh, yeah. 
or cultural topic, even in my own life. Like one of the things that scares me about social media is I know that when I'm out there preaching, somebody's nitpicking it. And I yeah. know I make mistakes when I'm preaching. Like I may have said, you know, First Peter instead of Second Peter, or I may have said First Peter five, and I meant to say First Peter three. And then somebody you said, if they're really, our God instead of our Lord when you were quoting scripture. <laughs> yeah, like somebody's going to pick nitpick something. Yeah, and and I, and I do make mistakes. I go back and listen to my own sermons. I'm like, oh, I, oh, uh, like yeah, you know, like I'll miss I'll mispronounce words and stuff. And that's a fear that I, I look and I'm like, well. Ron, if that if you do that, if you live in fear like that, you'll never preach the word. Because mm. even if you're not on social media, somebody's going to nitpick you no matter what, mm. right? But my point is, in today's culture, it is so easy for your voice to be silenced and for you to acquiesce to popular cultural opinion. Yeah, and you're trying to raise boys that believe they're boys and believe that's what their DNA says. It's hard to believe we're saying that. <laughs> to believe that God has called them to be a provider, a protector, a spiritual leader, someone who has his appetite controlled, and number one, submits to God first. Like, you have to be steadfast and immovable in today's culture. Think about Noah. Mm-hmm. Think about how many years he endured the mocking. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, at some point, I just, mm, right? Like, yeah. would I have stopped? Like, what would have happened? I, I mean, see boys that are like in, in middle school, high school right now that, or even, even like K through five mm. that are just like doing whatever's easiest. Mm-hmm. They're not looking for the, like the most biblical or the best or the most righteous. They're looking for, okay, how do I get through with the least amount of effort possible? Mm. Well, mm. I, th- yeah, I think that's the native sinful human nature Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're born into diapers you know we're fed we're we're cleaned and so it's it's training to get out of the mode of selfishness yeah right and so i think the 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 delta is all of the lack of concerted parenting to move a child out of being selfish into right. being selfless yes. right. and to be focused on others. We, and this is why we have seen this uh, gradual uh, moving out of the age of maturity. Yeah. I mean, we have, yeah. we have, we've got 30 year olds who yes. are still acting like 19 mm. year olds. Yes. And, and, you know, wh- whether it's, you know, you know, Moving uh, education being used as right. as the excuse uh, to do that or whatever it is, uh, we have effectively moved maturity further down the the and yeah. and, and yeah. I just saw I can't remember what the number was, but I want to say it was like twenty one percent. But adults, I mean, uh, young adults are twenty one percent further behind or lower in acquired uh, wealth and earning than mm. their last generation because they are starting so much later. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, I see so it they're now. Not, they're not saving. They're not doing any of these things. They're not being prudent about decision-making. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if we're, if we're teaching people to just be self-absorbed, this is, this is exactly what you this know. This is exactly what I you mean, get. Yeah, and that's why we're called to be on the offense as men. Mm-hmm. Is because, like, I mean, people are just like, you know, like your muscles. If you're not going to be working out, you're not going to be building any muscles. You're actually going to start atrophy. Right. Right. You know? Oh, and, yeah. And your your people are the same mentally as they are physically. Wow. I mean, th- your brain is a muscle, right? Mm-hmm. Bingo. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so like like you're gonna if you're not if you're not constantly working on it you're going to be become weaker like you're gonna raise a whole generation of boys who are weaker yes and your son is going to be weaker if you're not building him up yeah for sure because yeah. i mean like while they are still kids while they're still children they still need that kind mm-hmm. of built up kind of man in their life right it, it drives my 11 year old nuts when i say tell them that i'm teaching them how to become a father wow because the thought of girls still just makes them <laughs> oh, how funny. but uh nonetheless <laughs> you know i constantly remind them you know this is one day you're going to be here you're going to have to make these tough decisions yes yeah. this is why people are going to rely on you right mm-hmm. and like if we don't think this way early on and often um, they just get shattered. Yeah. And the world enjoys making, you know, turning people to fodder. Right. Yes. You know, the world loves a great case of, of mishap. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, fr- it's, it's, it's great, you know, ironically, you know, the, the, the influencers feed off this kind right. of material. So you, you've, you've, you've got to have your head on the swivel. You do. And to go back to, that's a, I'm glad you said that. That's a perfect segue to sort of what I want to say is, so we spent a number of episodes on Frontsight already aimed at like, come on, you know, guys, like, you know, this is what you got to do to change. I know, you know, get out of your own head, get your head squared away. Well, I feel like now's the time. We're going to come back to some of those topics. But like I said, last episode, now's the time we're like, all right, come on. Like there, you do need to pay attention to yourself. I'm not saying that, but come on, hold, pick up, pick, pick your shoulders up, pull them back, yeah. get your head on straight, suck in your gut. Like come, we're losing boys, and we can sit around all day long and talk about you know where we're weak and where we need to be stronger, and we're going to. But we at some point we have to just say let let's go to war. Like I'm a, I'm a father who's going to be a warrior and fight for my sons and daughters yeah. while I'm learning, while while I am struggling as well, but. While I'm struggling, I can't watch. I can't watch another generation be lost. Yes. You're never going to stop learning. You you should not. You should not ever stop learning. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You shouldn't never stop learning, but you should always continue teaching. Exactly. You know, to to sort of borrow a, a phrase, a title of a book, um, and I forgot about that he wrote it. And Jacob, I don't know, months ago, was like, "Yeah, um, Truett Cathy, Chick Fil A." But it's a great book, and mm-hmm. I love the title. It's better to build boys than mend men yeah mm. what an awesome wow. statement right yeah. that's what we want to do we want to build boys and to rodney's point maybe maybe there are some 30 year olds that you know you were this you were a fatherless home or maybe a father was in the home to jacob's point but he wasn't like the father like he just didn't know for whatever reason yeah. and you, you don't know really how to respond right now mm. and so what we're talking about uh, and what I want to reiterate is what is the idea of biblical manhood? We want to give you exactly what it is you need to aim at, and we want you to be that, okay? So next time, man, I'm going to – we're, we're going to talk about a subject next time. It's, it's, it's called the dirty stuff. Mm. Uh-oh. I'm just going to give you that topic, Ooh. It's, uh, that title. It's still in the process of the Lost Boys. We're done changing your diaper, Jordan. Yes. <laughs> we're done. Right. I could tell no more right wipes. after you said that I looked at Rodney and I was like, man, he's about to say something. Oh, he, <laughs> he's about, he, he had it. Don't knock on my attic door for that one more time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how funny. Or I should say basement. Basement, said, yeah, yeah. You're still in the you're, you're still down in you're you know, the lower. Even though that doesn't exist in Florida, it does in my house. <laughs> yeah. Just for you, Rodney. That's scary. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's down there. You're you're the uncle. Wow. 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 All right. But I hope you guys understand. We love you guys. We're praying for you guys and we're we we're serious about uh, you know, reaching this lost 
generation. And the amazing thing is, if you'll just Google this, Google the word Lost Boys, and um, you're going to see there's so many um, books and articles that have, are recent. I'm talking mm. 21, 22, and 23. 2021, 22, yeah. 23. Yeah. Um, people are just now recognizing this, and not just here in the United States. So many other countries are seeing this. And so the church needs to give an answer because right now no one else is giving an answer. They're diagnosing the problem, and the church isn't answering the question, but I want to be able to as best we can. Yeah. So here we go. We're going to strive to be godly, biblical men, and we're going to show our young boys what it means. Like Rodney, tell your son, one day you're going to be a dad. Hmm. And even though they may not understand it now, they will when they're a dad. They'll, they'll recall those words. We're praying for you guys. We love you guys. We want you to be father warriors. Get out there and fight for your sons and daughters. 